Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're getting into it today. All things with the secondary, specifically the cornerback position, and why is not the biggest need for the 49ers. If we're gonna get into all that and more right here. This is the San Francisco 49ers morning show. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker, and we are here another day, another dollar. I hope everybody's having a, a great morning. I hope I hope everybody woke up in great, great, great spirits. Uh, another day to be great, another day to be great, another day to be productive, another day to accomplish some things. All right. I see the flames coming in. Looks like everybody's feeling good. we got our guy, Christopher from uh, Puerto Rico. That's what's up. Crazy. Uh, I was talking with my son, my son, Juice, his mom is, his, his mom is, uh, half Filipino, half Puerto Rican. Dad is Puerto Rican. Dad's from Puerto Rico. He didn't move to Jersey or whatever. But uh, when he was younger and, you know, made his way out to California. But he was just talking to me about how he's about to go to Puerto Rico and he's taking my son Juice with him and everything like that. So shout out to all the Puerto Ricans out there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all y'all, man. Love all y'all. Appreciate everybody that's in here this morning. As y'all can see, man, we're getting into the cornerback conversation. And there was a discussion. I was in Vegas having this discussion with people via social media about the importance of coverage versus pass rush and what people think are more of a priority. And I think there's different ways to take this. What, what's easier to fix, all right? Uh, what's easier to throw resources at and get production as opposed to the other position? Uh, what is realistic as a, you know, uh, coverage goes, coverage grades, what we should be asking of a secondary you know, I think uh, that's a conversation that needs to be had because my perspective on it is really different than it seems like a lot of other people. And the crazy thing is I play cornerback and you would think that I would be probably backing them more than at least where my stance is. But maybe it's because I understand the position that I have just a different perspective on it. And I'm not saying my perspective is right and anyone else's perspective is wrong, but it's definitely something that let's have a conversation about it. All right. Right now, the 49ers, or do y'all want to start back a few years? Because I think there is this kind of thought process with the 49ers that, hey, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't prioritize cornerback position. I don't think that's true. Oh, if you watch out how they draft, they don't draft cornerbacks high. They have not, but I think it's not because they just don't want to draft a cornerback high. I think it's kind of how they built the team and some of the current circumstances. So let's dive into that. I can't say this for certain, but if I'm not mistaken, the last time the 49ers or the last few corners that have went first round for the 49ers, excluding Jimmy Ward. I think when Jimmy Ward was drafted, he might have been listed 
as a cornerback, even though he played nickel, and he was like a safety slash nickel in college. But uh, they drafted him. They put him in that nickel spot. Not not really what he is, right? He is a safety. I think we all know that. So excluding Jimmy Ward and whatever they said that he was when he was drafted. But going back previous years, we're going back far. The last times that the 49ers have really drafted someone in the first round, played cornerback position, Mike Rumpf, uh, Ahmad Plummer, R.W. McCorders. <laughs> so you got to go, you got to go back, way back, right? Now, I mean, y'all know McCorders was number 21 coming out. Uh, probably the last person to wear number 21 before Frank Gore, maybe. Uh, you had Ahmad Plummer. He w- was number 28, 23. Gosh, that was a long time ago. And then obviously you had Mike Rumpf. He was number 24 coming out of Miami. Terrific prospects, all of those guys. And when you look at now, at least the recent history, we'll, and we'll just start with the regime that the 49ers are under right now. People have wanted them to draft cornerback. And they're saying, oh, they don't do that. They, they wait till mid-rounds. They wait till later rounds. I don't think it's as simple as that. All right? Number 29. There we go. 2-9 for Ahmaud Plummer. Y'all right. Y'all right. Uh, shout out to y'all. The faithful in the chat. Let's go. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, so the first year that they got here, remember the 49ers had a historically terrible defense, whatever you want to call it. And it was up front. If you all remember 2016, the 49ers were getting gashed on the run, gashed on the ground. I mean, they were just giving up yards and yards. It was like the worst run defense in 49ers history. Gosh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. So the new regime comes in. You know what the you know what the tipping point for me was? 2016, 49ers versus Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo had like a third and 20 player or whatever. And they just, you know, they did the little thing where it just handed off. And Shady McCoy ran for like 25 yards. And I I don't do this really, but I turned the TV off. I turned the TV off. I did not watch from whatever. I couldn't even tell you whatever happened the rest of that game. I was so disgusted. So disgusted. So the 49ers run defense, it was historically bad for them. All right, for the franchise. So what did the 49ers do? They came in and they're like, all right, well, we need to get better up front. So they drafted Solomon Thomas. It didn't work out, but at least just thinking of the thought process and maybe not going cornerback, maybe not going Marshawn Lattimore, all right? Uh, The thought process was we got to get better up front. So they drafted uh, Solomon Thomas. Then they drafted, why am I blanking on his name? Ruben Foster, all right? So Solomon Thomas, Ruben Foster the first year. They, they kind of had they had to do it, right? If you're if you're looking at like a historically just terrible run defense, you got to get better in that. And they need a pass rush, they need all these things, but they definitely had to get better up front. So they they drafted a linebacker and a, a an interior edge guy, whatever it was, to help stop the run. Uh, I don't think that that was. I don't think that that's like, oh, oh man, they don't prioritize cornerback because they tried to fix the front after having just a terrible run defense. You got to be able to stop the run. You got to be able to stop the run. Couldn't do it. So they drafted guys up front. All right, that's the first year. Now, 
the next year. All right, so now we're talking about 2018. Maybe first round they can go cornerback. Uh, I really like Denzel Ward. He was drafted number four overall. After Denzel Ward, there were guys like Jair Alexander. And I like Jair Alexander. I didn't think he was a top 10 player, but I did really like him. He was my CB2. So Ward was my CB1. Alexander was my CB2. All right. Uh, and then I think I had Jackson out of LSU up there. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, he hasn't panned out. Uh, there were some other guys that I liked. But they went uh, Mike McGlinchey. I wanted – I wanted uh, and I, I want to make sure I get my draft classes right. I wanted Minka Fitzpatrick. That was who I wanted that year. All right, so I did want secondary, but I wanted a safety – that's just so versatile, playmaker, you know, and all that. All right. Uh, but I could see why they did not go corner at pick nine. I thought they should go Mick Fitzpatrick. Uh, I could see some people saying Derwin James. I get that. But they went off as a line. Okay, you get Mike McGlinchey. And out the gates, he was like the best run-blocking tackle in the NFL. So, okay, you want to build in the trenches. You let Trent Brown walk money or you trade him or whatever because of money and all that. But – Okay, I get it. Does that mean that they don't prioritize the cornerback position? Because they went with McGlinchey. As opposed to what I wanted, which was Minka Fitzpatrick. Some people in here, Derwin James. All right. I get it. Okay. So does that mean that they don't prioritize the cornerback position now? Let's fast forward to 2019 now. All right. You going to take a cornerback first round? No. You got to take Nick Bosa. You got to take Nick Bosa, right? So that was 2019. Then the second round, what they do? They turn around and they got Debo Samuel. All right, later, you know, like, so now, fast forward. And I know people are thinking, okay, 2020, Gargo Corner, high, first two rounds, whatever. And you can look at it and you can say, maybe. And I think this was the Trevon Diggs draft. All right. Uh, 2000, yeah, this was the 2020. These numbers are all throwing me off. All right, so 2020. Who would, if they were going to draft a corner first round, it would have had to be either Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, you could have gotten at that time, uh, CJ Henderson, who was my CB1, and then maybe AJ Terrell, who I didn't. I wouldn't have taken AJ Terrell at 13. But I also would not have taken Kinlaw. I would have went with CeeDee Lamb. But that's neither here nor there. All right. I got to start putting like a shadow draft together. All right. So you, you, you look at it from that standpoint and it's like, all right, you trade up, you end up getting uh, Brandon Ayuk at the end of the first round. I'm not sure they had a second round pick in that draft. So is it that the 49ers just don't prioritize the cornerback position. I don't. I don't think that is the case. I think it's we got to look at scenarios. You got to look at where the team was built, and also 2020. All right, let's say hypothetically speaking, they drafted AJ Terrell. Let's say the 49ers wanted to draft AJ Terrell at pick 13 slash 14 in the 2020 pick draft. All right, who is on the 49ers roster at that time? You got to look at that. Richard Sherman. Coming off an all-pro year. Was slated to be a free agent in the following year, but he was an all-pro. He was an all-pro the year before. 
All right, so you Richard Sherman. You had Emmanuel Mosley and Akella Witherspoon. Now, you could say both of those guys are whatever. They, I, I think they're both starting caliber guys. Hey, look at Akella Witherspoon right now. Do y'all see what the fuck he's doing with uh, goddamn Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, listen, I don't know. I, hey, listen, don't shoot the messenger. I always try to tell people uh, Spoon wasn't as bad as everybody thought. He, he's killing it with uh, Pittsburgh. But anyways, uh, so you had Mosley, you had Spoon, you had Sherman. Sherman was coming off of a uh, Sherman was coming off of an All Pro season. Spoon and Mosley were, I think, they are starting caliber cornerbacks. And then they said, you know what? We're gonna bring back Jason Vrett. We'll see what happens. So if you were to draft, let's say AJ Terrell, all right. Let's say AJ Terrell. If you were to draft AJ Terrell in 2020, who's he's terrific cornerback, right? But out the gates, you would have had to have in your mind that he is 100%, 100% going to have to play over. Uh, he was 100% gonna have to play over Sherman, Witherspoon, Mosley, Verrett. Do y'all think that if you draft a guy first round, second round in that year, you had to have somebody that 100% had to come in and play over all of those guys? I don't, I don't think so. Now, okay, this is great, and we're gonna get into this. And I appreciate the comment, Jamie. I disagree, uh, Croc. We lost several games because we didn't have a lockdown corner. We didn't have lockdown corners in 2019. Super Bowl, we needed safety. We need safety and corner O-line and fast. Jamie, what the fuck? The 49ers lost three games <laughs> in 2019. Three. Weren't they 13 and three? Weren't the 49ers 13 and three? Didn't the 49ers have a historically great pass coverage defense? Historically great. They held the Rams to 50-yard passing in the game. They held, uh, goddamn, the, the Browns to uh, less than 100. They held, I mean, it was historically great pass coverage. Now, if y'all want to say, well, you don't have lockdown corners. I'll say this. And I see my guy, JM617. I'm glad he said it. Lockdown corners are almost like unicorns, fam. Agree. I saw someone else, Mike Shields. Lockdown corners don't exist. And they don't. They don't. You know, they don't. I'd say this. There are really good corners. There are really good corners in the league. If you if you go in there with the thought process of having a lockdown corner, you're probably gonna come out more disappointed. And I also believe that when you have starting caliber cornerbacks, you're fine. Now, here's the question: Can the 49ers improve at the cornerback position? I believe they can. I think I believe that the 49ers can improve, but in this offseason. What are the 49ers going to be looking for in the sense of 
the cornerback position and how they feel about their current guys. So is corner, I saw somebody say, cornerback is the biggest need for the 49ers. I disagree. I disagree. I do not believe that cornerback is the biggest need for the 49ers. I think that it's so hard to play cornerback in the NFL today. It's so hard. The, the rules all go against you. The offenses spread you out. It is extremely difficult to have a guy that is going to be locked down. There is no, there's not really a Darrell Reeves. There are some guys that play extremely well. Uh, Ramsey is my favorite cornerback in, in the NFL right now. Ramsey is my favorite corner to watch. Ramsey kind of got ate up in the Super Bowl. It happens. And it's gonna it's gonna happen regardless. Let's let's look at another situation. JC Jackson. JC Jackson was part of a good defense in in with the New England Patriots. I thought they were terrific, right? Uh he made a bunch of plays. He had a bunch of interceptions. JC Jackson, one of the best corners in the field. He takes the ball away. He's nice. He's nice. He's terrific. He also was a part of a defense that gave up 47 points to the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. A, a defense that played well with good corners. And they gave up 47 points. And Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than incompletions. Josh Allen threw five touchdown passes. He had four incompletions with J.C. Jackson on the field. They gave up 47 points when it mattered most. So I look at the 49ers situation. I look at where the 49ers stand right now. And everybody wants to talk about how, well, Croc, the Rams had two receivers go over 100 yards. Okay. All right. They, had two, they scored 20 points. You know, the, 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 uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they probably have better corners than the 49ers. They got ate up by the Rams. Right? In the playoffs. The 49ers, with their corners, however y'all feel, they gave, up, they gave up 20 points to the Rams. A very high explosive offense. The 49ers, however you feel about their, their cornerbacks, they played against the Packers. They gave up 10 points. The 49ers, however you feel about their cornerbacks, they gave up 17 points to the highest scoring offense in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. What do y'all think the corners are supposed to do? Are we going to look at these empty, these empty stats, like these empty numbers? And say, oh, well, it's the biggest need because, oh, well, Josh Allen had to play. And I mean, not excuse me, Josh Allen. I don't like Josh Norman had to play. And oh man, he uh uh AJ Brown had 140 something yards. AJ Brown had 140 something yards. Are we looking at they had 200 passing yards in the entire game? They had 200 passing yards. Again, the Tennessee Titans had, let me be specific here, 208 passing yards. 208. 
passing yards for an entire game. I, I, I get it in the sense of it not being perfect. I get it. Ideally, we all want a shutdown guy. Those guys are, you. they're not really. Come on now. <laughs> so here's the question. What do I consider terrible? Uh, I, I, the way I look at it. All right, this is how I view it. It's hard to explain. Because in my eyes, the cornerback position is so hard to play in today's game, day and age. I would almost rather, and this is why I was, I don't want to say higher on Josh Norman than other people. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that. But I prioritize taking the ball away. So if you are a Trevon Diggs who gave up a thousand yards, Trevon Diggs gave up a thousand yards. He took the ball away 11 times. I think that impacts a lot of games. Now, is it ideal to give up that many yards? No, it's not. It's not. But take the ball away. Josh Norman, I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was good. But, hey, four seven fumbles, and that's giving the ball back. Because at the end of the day, points are going to be had. Okay, now here's, here's something that for y'all to look into. And y'all let me know. All right, because we want to talk about 49ers cornerbacks, how that's the biggest need. Stats don't tell us, whatever the case is. All right, but at the end of the day, 49ers secondary was not the reason why the 49ers lost games in the playoffs. Now, if you want to look at, if you want to say, oh, well, if we had a shutdown corner, maybe we wouldn't have given up 140 yards to A.J. Brown, 100-something yards to Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. Uh... Didn't Cooper Cup damn near have a 2,000 receiving yards? So is, is, is Cooper Cup a 49ers issue? Or is Cooper Cup an NFL issue? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is Cooper Cup, is, is it just the 49ers that have trouble stopping him because of the corners that the 49ers have? Y'all tell me. Josh Norman, not ideal. Josh Norman was not a part of the plan. Josh Norman was not on the roster to start the season. He was not. Josh Norman was on the street. They did not want to have to bring in a guy like Josh Norman. They did not. But had some injuries. Maybe your, your rookies weren't quite ready yet, and you end up having to play a guy like Josh Norman and Dante Johnson. Not ideal, but that was not the plan. That was not the plan. It was not. Uh, two-minute defense was very suspect. That's why our corners were targeted in crucial moments. The play calling should have been better. So, do you mean like two minutes when Amber Thomas got an interception to seal the deal and send the 49ers to the playoffs in the, one of the biggest moments of the year against the L.A. Rams? Uh, Croc. How good was Norman once he stopped forcing turnovers? His ass was benched. I didn't say Josh Norman was good. I didn't say that. Did I say that? Y'all let me know if I said Josh Norman was good. I said the corner pack position is a hard position to play. Guys, 
it's, it's very difficult. All right. I watched the Super Bowl and I've seen everybody destroying Eli Apple. Destroying Eli Apple. Right? Like social media, they're killing him. His coverage on that touchdown that ultimately won the game, you can't get, you can't have much better coverage than that. That's extremely difficult. Uh, Cooper Cup had, uh, he did a really good job setting up with patience, stemming inside. Squaring Eli Apple up. Eli Apple did an amazing job of not over uh, overplaying a slant route. He stayed square, funneled his feet, did a good job. Once uh, Cooper Cup went out for the fade, I thought Eli Apple did a good job of getting to the body and working the play through the hands, but it was a perfect pass back shoulder. And everybody's killing Eli Apple. And I don't know if you can play much better than what he did. That's how hard the cornerback position is. So, what do the 49ers do at cornerback right now? If it's me, I think that I potentially have two starting cornerbacks. All right? Now, people can say, well, depth. You, you need depth. Okay. Uh, how much of, is a, of a priority is drafting guys high to get that depth? I don't think that's what you do. So, y'all let me know. Do you feel, do y'all feel like, do y'all feel like Ambry Thomas is potentially a starting NFL corner? Let me know in the chat right now. Do y'all feel Ambry Thomas is potentially a starting NFL cornerback? That's the question. Is Ambry Thomas potentially a starting NFL corner? Do you feel like, you know what? I think he can become a starting corner for a full season. Yes. Yep. Yep. I see mostly yeses. I see, I think I saw one no or it said nope or something like that. But okay. So I think most of us agree. It looks like about 90% of us assume or think that, hey, Ambry Thomas can potentially be a starting cornerback. Now, here's the other question. Do you, do any of y'all, do any of y'all think that Emmanuel Mosley is a starting NFL corner? Is Ambry Thomas a starting NFL cornerback? Y'all let me know. Do y'all think that Ambry Thomas, I mean, not Ambry Thomas, excuse me, uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Is Emmanuel Mosley a starting NFL cornerback? I see, yes. Emmanuel Mosley, starting NFL corner? Yes, yes, yes. So essentially what y'all are telling me is the 49ers have two, two starting caliber cornerbacks. So, if y'all feel like you have two starting caliber cornerbacks, do you think that you draft someone to come in and play over either of those guys? Are y'all drafting a cornerback that has to come in and play over them? I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you don't. I want to know your opinion. Do you draft a guy? On the outside, to say, I'm drafting someone to play over you, Ambry Thomas. They are coming in to play over you from day one. You're getting in there. Most people say no. All right. So what do you do? All right. This is just my opinion. All right. There's a couple ways to go about it. 
if you want to swing big, say we're going all in to try to win a Super Bowl, and you know what? We're just going to swing big. We don't want to deal with the ups and downs of a potential uh, cornerback like uh, Amber Thomas. Then you, okay, if you want to go and get Stephon Gilmore and pay him $13 million or, or whatever it is, then, all right, if we're talking about Stephon Gilmore, then okay. But if we ain't talking Stephon Gilmore, then anybody else that the 49ers bring in should, one, be a low-priced veteran free agent cornerback that can compete with uh, Ambry Thomas, all right? So not someone that, not someone that you're coming in to play over him, but can compete with Ambry Thomas. If you feel like Ambry Thomas is potentially starting corner, and they'll let us know. I see J.C. Jackson. I have a hard time thinking the Patriots let him go, but maybe they do. Maybe they do. And he's going to be, I don't know, $16, $17 million a year. So, I just have the money to pay him. Maybe they do. I don't know. But that's about $17 million a year. All right. And the reason why I really like J.C. Jackson, he takes the ball away. More so than whatever y'all think about potentially being a uh, shutdown corner or whatever people think. I think everybody gets dogged at some point. And you're going to be upset no matter what. I think you get more upset because, oh, uh, it's Josh Norman. <laughs> it's Josh Norman, so I'm more upset. You know what I'm saying? Get him out of here. He stinks. Not knowing, man, if you just watch games, if you would have told me that in the Super Bowl, Jalen Ramsey was Josh Norman, I would have said, oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Josh Norman. Uh, do you leave corn, corn cobs on Ethan Ralph's door? Oh, no. Yes, people are. Uh, 49ers secondary allowed the third highest completion percentage in the NFL. Fifth least INTs will allow yards, commit penalties, and don't take the ball away. All right. Now, how much of it? And and is that just a secondary thing, or is that um, is that just a secondary thing, or is that just a defense as a whole? Because if I look at the defense, 49ers play a lot of spot dropping, right? So. 49ers, they play a lot of spot dropping, and I despise spot dropping. So if you go back to, like, the Tennessee game, the 49ers rushed four, had seven guys in coverage, spot dropping. And they allow guys to hook up in zones in between linebackers, Fred Warner, safeties, Jimmy Ward, and catch passes for first down on third and long. So I don't know if it's just a secondary or if it's maybe some of how the scheme is. How much I would like to see what percentage of passes were completed against the 49ers when they ran man coverage. And that would let me know more. Because you can complete a pass on a guy third down. You complete a pass. If it's short, well, we still get off the field. But it was a completion. Now, I do think that they could improve on third downs. I think a lot of it was figuring out how to play uh, or call plays and some of the things that our guy uh, – Defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's kind of went through. Here's the link, and I have to uh, put the link out now because I won't be able to stay on as long today. So there's a link. I know somebody asked about it. I despise spot dropping with a passion. 
And on third downs, I think that's net cutting time. I think you got to go man coverage. Now, if you said, Croc, maybe the coach didn't think he had the guys to go man coverage on third down, I said, all right. I will say this. No matter what the percentage is and stuff like that, 49ers had one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Or not secondary, excuse me. 49ers had one of the best defenses in the NFL. So that's the tough part about, like, sometimes the stats and maybe what was uh, at uh, – the 49ers defense played well. The 49ers defense didn't really give up a ton of points, especially in the playoffs. So it's like, I think ideally you would love to see the 49ers maybe not give up as many third downs and things like that. And you look at the playoff game against the Rams, I think they were 11 for 18 or something like that. Or that's what Stafford's numbers were passing. They had 20 points. 20 points. Their lowest point total in the entire playoffs. All right, here we go. I got my guy, Medic Mike, coming on. Medic Mike, man, good morning, bro. Good morning, Croc. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, fam. See, so, yeah, that was me to ask for the link. I got to address that last point. Um, he said we give up yards, we give up penalties, and we give up turnovers. Or we don't get turnovers. Yeah, we don't get turnovers, but we're third in yards. So that's not true. We're third in yards. We're ninth in points. Also, the penalties, we had, I think, four pass interference over our last eight games. Hold on. So um, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all debate this. So I'm bringing Gammon on. Gammon was uh, a part of uh, uh, Gammon. Gammon brought it up with the super chat. Yeah. So we got Medic Mike. We got we got Gammon on. So Medic Mike, go ahead. Speak your point to how you 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 know what I'm saying you feel about it, and then we'll let Gammon. We'll give him his opportunity to kind of uh, go back with that. Perfect. So I mean, I had a whole. I played corner for San Diego State, so I kind of have a very similar view to you, Croc, on it. And I had a whole argument with my family yesterday about it. But at the end of your uh, super chat game, and you said we give up points, we commit turnover, or we don't get turnovers, and we commit penalties. So the or we give up yards, excuse me. So the yards, we're third in the league. So giving up yards, eh, that's just false. Like you know, based on the stats, they're right there. Don't get turnovers. Yes, I'll give you that one. Give up penalties though. When we had Norman in there, yes, but the last eight weeks we gave up like four pass interference penalties. We're giving up like one every two games. So you got to look at how the season progressed. Um, a lot of people like to, oh, look at Green Bay. You know, they got all these yards in the last 30 seconds. Well, who are our corners? Yamador, Lenore, Josh Norman. Them dudes was nowhere to be found at the end of the season. We don't go into a season expecting our CB1 and our CB2 to go down immediately and then have to bring in a contingency plan. And so I think it's the popular talking point, and it's overblown when people say our secondary is our biggest need and a problem. I, I uh, actually, you're you're one of my uh, favorite uh, commentators that kind of come on the show. But um, when I kind of threw that out there, it was really just like a stat. Um, it wasn't so much like saying that we. I personally don't think that we need to spend big money on corners, uh, spending big money on corners, spending big money on free agent wide receivers. Um, I think it's fool's gold. Um, I think that our safeties do a really good job over the top of kind of covering. Uh, but what I do find kind of interesting about the stat as far as the yards, the yards also too. Yeah, we we weren't like in the top, uh, you know, top or like the bottom five as far as like giving up yards. But that also too doesn't account for the penalty yards that we also too get. But okay, so hold on, point, hold on. Let me let me uh, just push back just real quick on that. Uh, the penalty yards, I know a lot of people bring that up. I actually did some numbers. Like, I kind of added the 49. They had the most pass interference yards in the season, right? I think it was like 300 and some yards, right? 
317 yards. That's not too bad. If if you that's still that's a lot of passing finish yards. It is. Yeah. Now let's say you you divide that 315 yards or whatever it is by 17 games in the regular season, it averaged out to about 17 more passing yards per game. So I don't think that's enough to push the 49ers who are like a top six or seven pass defense as far as yards go. As far as yards go. Uh seven if you add and that's if you add 17 more yards to, to the 49ers per game and don't give anybody else in the NFL any more yard, like none of them have just let's say they have zero passing interference yards and the 49ers had the 300 something. It's still only 17 more yards per game given up for the 49ers. So how how drastic of a difference is is it really in the sense of the grand scheme of things with how much people think? And then I think, and I see a person right here. I mean, PR, uh, PI yards did Norman give up? And he gave up the most, which, again, that's somebody who is not supposed to be on the 49ers. Uh, that was not who they wanted. They wanted their guys to come along. Yeah. And then we've already talked about how that improved down the stretch. So I do get people kind of throwing out the pass interference yards numbers. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the totality of an entire season, giving up 300 uh, pass interference yards and everybody else gave up zero, let's say that, it's really only 17 more yards per game. For for me, where the the pass interference kind of and it's true when you saw uh, Norman leave and then uh, gosh, I'm I'm having a brain fart. Maybe you guys can help me. But uh, who was the corner that that came in that we got back from injury? Um, our, our starting corner. So we had like two, Emmanuel right? Mosley. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mosley. When he, when he came in, so again, when I threw out my super chat, it was really just statistically speaking. Uh, but Emmanuel Mosley, when he came in, he was like his. Uh, percentage the completion percentage was really really low but another interesting thing is and I think you brought this up Croc you said you alluded to scheme because that was another area that you know I and I don't know you know sometimes like you scheme because of the deficiencies that you have on defense or in the secondary but if you look at the yards per attempt uh we're we're like we're we're way there in the bottom as far as yards per per attempt so if our defensive line doesn't get there um, we get smoked as far as like the pass interference. Yeah, I don't think we were getting like pushed so hard with the pass interference, but the pass interference usually came late when teams were like, oh gosh, you know what we got to do? We just got to uncork the football like a hand grenade, throw it deep. And then I, and there was a lot of times, like, especially uh, I would just go like, I'd sit back and wonder, I was like, I'm surprised teams are waiting this long, you know, especially with the Bengals. I was like, you have T Higgins, he's six foot four. I, you know, I was just so surprised that they waited till till late end of the game. But I'm going to agree with both of you guys, though. I don't – a lot of people are calling for, you know, J.C. Jackson and all these other guys, and I don't – I don't think the money should be spent there. But I do think, though, that we do need better depth. We do need – because when you have to bring in – go ahead. Paul saying I can address the yards per attempt because that's kind of a multifaceted thing. So when I see a high yards per attempt but only third in yards allowed and ninth in points given up, and we're also in the top five, I believe, in explosive plays. So when I see all of that combine, combined, that tells me we have a bend-don't-break defense. We're giving up a lot of the underneath stuff. We're giving up some of that eight, nine-yard stuff early. But we're not allowing the points, and we're not allowing yards. You see yards per attempt. You're thinking people are going to be passing all over the yard on you, and that's just not the case with us. Um, and, yeah, and I agree with you on the J.C. Jackson part. One of the things I asked, uh, it was my brother and my dad I was arguing with, and I was like, all right, who would you replace in our secondary and with what? I mean, you have a plan. You say our secondary is bad. Who would you replace and with what? I was like, because a shutdown corner does not exist. That 
the way the game is gone, the way the rules are, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, are you going to sign someone for big money? My brother was saying Tyron Matthew. And I was like, good player. I like him. However, since we didn't trade Jimmy last year and don't have that cap rollover, you willing to lose an Iron Man like Lakin Tomlinson, who's never missed a game when you have your young foundational quarterback coming into play? I was like, mm, I, I believe in developing your pass rush more and then having good team defense on the back end, which is, I think, what we showed. I mean, we gave up an average of less than 20 points in the playoffs. We held the Rams to 12 less than their – they're averaging 32.5 points before they played us, and we gave up 20 and lost. That, that has some offense. And also, I mean, real of quick, course, Tart had the big drop, but and I want to ask y'all: Do y'all think that the the style of defense or how they philosophy, how they feel like they should build a defense? Y'all think more teams might start going towards something like that, where maybe they uh, put more resource towards coverage linebackers, guys that get after a front end? Because there was a there was a, a, a thing here. I see our guy. He says. Uh, your eyes aren't lying. The D-line protects the corners who keep everything in front of them, and they play way too soft. But that that's something that the 49ers were able to ride all the way to a championship, and even in the championship game, only give up 20 points, right? Only give up 20. The Rams scored two touchdowns all game. So do y'all think that maybe teams should take on the 49ers philosophy of maybe not putting a ton of resources into the back end, counting on your front to win, and maybe, like, uh, you know, defending the deep ball, playing soft. But the results are netting positive, especially when you hold the most explosive offense in the league with the Dallas Cowboys to 17 points. And one of, and one of those touchdowns came off of an interception by Jimmy Garoppolo setting up short field. You held the Green Bay Packers to 10 points and the, uh, the Rams to 12 points under their league, their average, and their lowest amount in the playoffs. So... Are the 49ers wrong for how they've kind of gone about their um, the way that they've called games or built their team, their defense? No. So um, I think the 49ers win. Now, I can't speak on the rest of the NFL. I think as the, you know, you have to take what resources are available and, and kind of build it out that way. But I'd say the, the 49ers. Now, if you look at, again, just statistically, you look at it statistically, um, your, your secondary has a much better chance of regression than a good defensive line front. Also, too, you look at uh, Super Bowl winning teams. Uh, that a lot of times they did it like the Giants, right, or the Eagles. Teams that have had to like beat, um, I would say, like a really top tier quarterback. They really did it through their defensive line. Your defensive line is going to be a lot more consistent year in, year out, versus your secondary. But I, I and I do also too. I want to say this too, and I think a lot of the people, you know. Typing in comments will probably agree with this, but you know, Croc, I, I thought you were off your rocker for the first eight, nine weeks of the season. We were saying, Hey, we got to let these guys develop. You just got to, you know, got to trust me. I, you know, I'm a former defensive back. And I was like, Croc, like, this is terrible. I don't think Ambry's going to get there because they were getting burned. In fact, Stafford actually should have had a third touchdown. Uh, thank you that, <laughs> yeah, but that was a tough reception, though. But, um, and, and then even like in the Eagles game, where I was saying Diamador Lenore. You know, those two balls, you can't forget those two balls that that uh, that got dropped there. But, um, Croc, you were right. Uh, the, these Just like a, I hope people give the same leeway to Lance that we should be giving to our quarterbacks. You Cornerbacks, you've got to let these young guys develop. you got to let them develop. And, um, yeah, I do think that it's scheme. 
Um, yeah, we do give up a lot of yards, but our, our once they get into the, the goal line, um, you know, we are we are tough because we're fast and we're physical, and our main defense isn't really a four three. It's the nickel. Now that that's the biggest question though that I do have. If I said, hey, if I was worried about anybody in the secondary, it's it's the injuries that we do have at our safety positions. Uh Tavarius Moore, Tart, Ward, um, you know, even most are like all of our defensive backs are I feel like are injury prone. And then is Diamador Lenore really ready as as that nickel cornerback to step in? There's one you thing that know. I wanted to address real quick, guys. Um uh, and I, and I appreciate my, my guy uh, coming in here. He says, uh, the Rams didn't need more than 20 points, though. And my issue is, well, you have an offense. you got a coach that's supposed to be offensive genius and all that. If you're holding everybody well below their league average, your defense is doing that, it's on your offense to just score a little bit more. And the 49ers can do that. The 49ers defense, I mean, shoots, what was the score in the fourth quarter? 49ers are up 10 in the fourth quarter. So it was 17-7. And your offense can't uh, add any more points to that. Your offense can't do anything to uh, extend that league when your defense is doing everything in their power to try to hold down a juggernaut of an offense. At some point, we have to be kind of realistic with our expectations. And I think that's that's an issue. The expectations for fans in their defense, oh, my eye test says our secondary sucks. They're not giving up a, a lot of points. They're not giving up a lot of yards. Yes, they play a certain way. I think they have played well. I think the defense in a lot of these games, even some of them that they lost, played well enough to win. You need your offense to score more points in, 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 in an offensive-driven league. So if you're if you're the 49ers and you you get you score shit, they scored what six, they have 16 points a game in the playoffs? Like that's bullshit. But we want to get on the defense, we want to get up, get on corners. When you have like the offense grew and you're supposed to have this great offense and you got all these weapons all over the place and you have a 16 points a game in the playoffs, that's trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. That, that that's that's more of an issue than oh well the Rams didn't need to score 20. They, the Rams struggled to get 20. It took everything. It took everything for the Rams to get just the 20 points. Okay, it had to drop, but it took everything. I'm, it took everything in them to get to 20, and the 49ers could not score more than 17. And even in the Dallas Cowboy game, like, thank God for Kawan Williams' interception that set up points because the 49ers' offense struggled. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, that's that's the issue. You got to score more points. And even when you look at maybe the, the, the Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl, played against the Patriots, and what that looked like, they were blowing teams out. Yeah, when you're blowing teams out like that, you know, you can give up more points and then you're not looking at your corners as an issue. But when every game is so damn tight and now every little play that may be a corner that are getting abused throughout the league, every little play that your guy might give up, now it's magnified when it shouldn't even be an issue when you have these leads and your defense is playing pretty good football and limiting. The 49ers secondary for everything that they were or weren't, they held every damn near every quarterback below their league their uh before below their average passing yards per game um throughout the season there was like two times or maybe three where a quarterback threw over his like average i mean it, it was something like ridiculous they weren't giving up a ton of yards i felt like they played well enough to win games real quick we'll get to a couple of these uh, super chats 
the strategy of the defense play and even the offense was different when uh, than what they were used to. So much uh, secrecy from the coaching staff and ended in the NFC Championship game. All right, Crocky, I value your opinion the most because you played the game. Uh, stats get you so far. They don't tell the whole story of the game. They don't, but you know what does tell the whole story of the game? You gave up the 20 score. points. You gave up 20 <laughs> points. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that should be enough to win football games. You gave up 17 points to Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how many passing yards they had. I don't know about none of that. 17 points. And they struggled to get that. And it took an interception to set them up with short yardage to even get to that point. Uh, you gave up 10 points to the Green Bay Packers. Luckily, you had a blocked punt for a touchdown. Otherwise, it would have all been for nothing because you would have lost that game. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, maybe the stats and whatever. But the 49ers, they play good football on defense, regardless of who's out there on the secondary. Sorry, but go ahead, guys. So, and I want to just kind of elaborate on your point, Croc. Um, when you're talking about the offense not doing their job, too, how many times did we see this season we had the chance to put our foot on someone's neck and make them one-dimensional, which leads to more interceptions, which leads to more turnovers? We had a chance to put them away, score that touchdown that you would have been like, yep, this is this is foot-on-neck time, and we didn't. And we, and we wet the bed, and we threw a pick. We did something that just wasn't happening. When you look at the Rams game, when you look and break down that film, they were coming towards the line of scrimmage no matter what the play was. They – they were selling out for the run. Everybody, there was no, they weren't dropping like in a, every every step. The linebacker's first step was towards the line of scrimmage on almost every single play. There was dudes running wide open. I was watching IU cook folks, and we just weren't getting them the ball. Like, and so at some point, your offense has to hold up there. And the defense, I felt like, was holding up theirs and then some. They were doing all that with a rookie corner out there, and they, and they were still playing like that. And so... It, they tie into each other. Football is the ultimate team game. That's why I hate when, like, wins get attributed to just the quarterback and stuff like that. It is the ultimate team game. Both sides are going to complement each other. The only the only issue, but I, I, I agree with, if people are looking at the defense, I think you're looking at, at the wrong spot of the team. The only issue that I have with the defense, and, and we saw this, this is the reason why you had to pick up a guy like Josh Norman off the street. Um, my biggest gripe and concern is the health of the secondary, the health of the secondary. So we do need some decent depth. That's also too why I'm not big on the Stephen Gilmore train. You know, if we're going to be concerned about the health of the secondary, then we have to be concerned about Stephen Gilmore. My my biggest thing, and I'll, I'll continue to be a big proponent for this, but if you're concerned or where you should be concerned at most as a 49ers fan is probably the offensive line. After I saw what the Rams did to, to Burrow, Burrow was running or didn't even have a chance to run for his life the entire time. I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be looking for offensive lineman talent. Like we, Lakin Thomason is a huge, he's a big deal as far as who we need to re-sign. Alex Mack, he's about as old as Joe Staley. Joe Staley's retired. Do you think Alex Mack, as far as a set in a center, is huge too? That that is the that is the wingman. That is the uh Robin to to Batman, that is, you know, to uh, to the quarterback. He's the eyes and ears, second eyes and ears on the field for Trey Lance. I don't see Alex Mack getting through a, a whole season. Uh, the the guards are a mess. McGlinchey, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and I didn't like what I saw from Compton. So, and I don't want uh, to throw Lance in a situation where he's, uh, you know, he's really got to test his grit for 17, 18, 19 games for the season. But I, 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 don't think, I think... 
I agree with you 100% on the depth of the secondary. That's a whole nother conversation. I don't think right. the secondary is a problem. I think if you look at the depth of it and say we need more pieces because of the injury history, yes, I agree with you 100% yeah. there. I'm on board with you there. And I also think the interior O-line, I'd say edge rush maybe I'd put first. Um, and Ebukam even came on at the end of the season. So if someone wanted to put interior O-line as our top need, I ain't mad at it. Because just like you said, Mac is going to be gone soon. Brunskill, I mean, he's versatile, but he's up and down, you know. So, I mean, we do have Jalen Moore. We have Aaron Banks, who who knows what we'll get out of him. But I do think the interior of the O-line needs to be addressed. I think when I looked at Aaron Banks and his tape, I'm sorry, Crock, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say I had to get you all off because I have to get off soon, and I got one person that's been waiting the whole time. But, hey, this was an amazing conversation, and we got to kind of do this uh, thing again because I think you guys both brought great insight and great things, and it was a good – it was just a good conversation. I saw some people in the chat say, hey, this is a good conversation. Um, and I think you guys are both very knowledgeable of that. So we're going to be back on tomorrow. I'm going to need you all to come on tomorrow, and we probably continue this type of conversation. <laughs> I appreciate hey. it, Carl. Thanks for having all me right. on. All right, John. Hey, wait a minute. Rob, what happened? I had a guy Rob in here, and Rob been waiting patiently. And I wanted to get Rob on. I got them off so I can get Rob on. So he can get his take, and then Rob disappeared just now. Rob, come back in. You just clicked out. Come back in if you can. Uh, get to the super chat real quick. Steve Young, after sitting uh, in the install, said it's built to score four or five touchdowns. Doesn't have to worry about blitz. So why is that a problem? I did hear him say that. Uh, Steve Young said, he said, uh, the, the the way the offense is, it has the, all the answers. So as long as the quarterback is, is good up top, the answers are in there. You don't have to like, change protection or you don't have to change lines or something like that. There's an answer to the play. Now, here's the thing. What happens when maybe you miss the answer or maybe the answer is not there? Then you need somebody to bail you out. And uh, maybe like what we saw from Trey Lance, uh, first game of the – he started, first play of the game, playing against the uh, Cardinals, and there's a free runner off the edge. You had to make a guy miss. He picked, picked up 16 yards. You know, things like that, kind of getting those hidden – Stats. A uh, couple of things I start here. Uh, what about holding penalties? 49ers were at the like bottom of the league or top of the league. They won the best in the sense of holdings. I think they had like one defensive holding call all year. So, and, and for a long time it was zero. Like they had none. So they weren't getting holding penalties. They only or illegal contact. They weren't getting either of those. It was only pass interference calls they were getting. Uh, here we go. The over the over the the over investment in offensive line. Okay, this is a good one. I'll make sure I start this one. The over investing in the D line, excuse me, hasn't got to the Super Bowl. If Bosa has an off game, we're not winning. We can't be afraid to spin. Now, here's my issue with that. Are we saying that if Bosa has an off game, or are we saying that the defense has to be perfect to win? That's the issue. In no world in, in, in this in this offensive-driven league should your defense have to be the one thing that every game has to be perfect. Nick Bosa has to be perfect. And if he's not, then, oh, you're going to lose. No, you just need your offense to score more points than the opposing team because those type of games are going to happen. So in situations like that, no. Okay, Nick Bosa. Okay, don't worry, Nick Bosa. Offense got you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, defense, y'all having a down game? 
Don't worry, defense. Offense got you. Again, I keep going back to the Patriots. Patriots played good defense all year. They gave up 47 points in the playoffs with J.C. Jackson on that team. 49, 49ers gave up 40. 49ers played the Cowboys, Packers, Rams, and gave up 47 points combined for the entire playoffs with the corners that y'all want to replace. That's how we got to look at these things, man. 49ers defense played good enough to win most of the year. There were a couple games where I'm like, that Cardinals game, that was ugly. The, the second Cardinals game with Colt McCoy. They had no answers. It's much more difficult to play defense in the NFL than to play offense. Asking a team to score 23 is not equal to asking a team to hold a team under 20. I agree, Noah. I agree. I agree. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. Now, if there is one gripe that I would have, with, I would like to see them take the ball away a little more. I would. So whether it's the corners, the safeties, the backers, the front, whatever it is, yeah, we'd like to see them take the ball away a little bit more, for sure. For sure. Man, great conversation. I got to get out of here because I forgot to edit the podcast for the Locked On NFL Draft Show. Make sure y'all tune into that. Make sure y'all tune in to Locked On 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock, uh, on this YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. We had a good debate today. I don't think the 49ers need – I don't think the cornerbacks are the biggest need. How to score points. How are they going to do that? How the 49ers are going to be more dynamic on offense? That's what they got to figure out. All you needed was 23 to be in the Super Bowl. Couldn't get it. We're going to do all that and more tomorrow. Keep it locked right here. Hit the bell. Get notified when I come on live. Subscribe, like, all the good stuff. We out. Peace. Talk TV podcast. Talk TV podcast.